made famous for creating the first and most successful antivirus software company in the 1980s and later for his sometimes extravagant and always unique lifestyle. John McAfee, outspoken critic of overreaching government and current developer and evangelist of decentralized blockchain technologies and privacy coins, joins us today to give us an update on where he sees things headed and what measures we should take in these uncertain times. I'm not a crook. I've earned everything I've got. A military-industrial complex. A new world order. But we are here to destroy the control over the industry of other people. I did not trade arms for hostages. It's been ideal. Hello and welcome to the myth of the 20th century. I don't quite know how to introduce uh, our special guest, but uh, he probably doesn't need much introduction to our audience. Uh, we are joined today, all of us are here uh, with uh, Mr. John McAfee, uh, the very uh, well-known cybersecurity researcher, uh, successful entrepreneur, uh, and man of the world. Um, we, uh, we actually quite uh, don't quite know where you are at the moment, and maybe you, you like it that way, uh, but you are omnipresent on the internet. And so we were looking for uh, some topic to start off with, uh, but given your strong background, in computer technology and cybersecurity, uh, we thought maybe cryptocurrencies might be uh, a good one to start with. Uh, could you maybe update us on your current status, uh, given maybe the, the coronavirus and where you think uh, the crypto markets are going and what you're up to these days in that regard, uh, Mr. McAfee? Okay. Um, well, what I'm up to, uh, Janice and I, uh, since we got out of jail in the Dominican Republic last July, and we decided just to go underground. Uh, the U.S. government chased us uh, to the Bahamas, from the Bahamas to Cuba, from Cuba to the Dominican Republic. Uh, and every country uh, um, told us we had to go back to America. Um, and we just got tired of that. We went to the Bahamas after they um, charged uh, both of us with tax fraud because uh, I have refused to file or pay taxes for 10 years. I never will again. Uh, taxation is unconstitutional, illegal. I've already paid $50 million in taxes, over $50 million. I promise you I have not received $50 million in services. So we've been in hiding. We're not telling anybody where we are, not even our family and our closest friends. We've been in hiding since July. Um, that hasn't stopped me from working. Since then, I've uh, developed the first uh, truly distributed uh, cryptocurrency exchange, uh, the McAfee Dex. Um, we had just announced the ghost coin, uh, the first uh, privacy coin that can run on the distributed exchange, <clears throat> which, which gives people absolute privacy and anonymity. Um, that even governments cannot uh, detect. Um, and um, so I, I'm you know, working very hard in the cryptocurrency arena. I put out a few um, 
uh, humorous uh, coins in the past year. Uh, one of the whacked W-H-A-C-K-D whacked token in honor of uh, uh, Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. Um, but we keep busy. Uh, I do three podcasts a day every day and um, try to keep my finger in as many pies as possible. Well, we all saw the uh, the tweet that you put out. I think it was last year uh, where you and your wife, who, by the way, was very helpful in setting up this interview. So thank you, uh, Mrs. McAfee, uh, very much. Thank you, James. Uh, She's right here. You're welcome. <laughs> thank you. Uh, but yeah, we, we saw that tweet where you're on, on, a, on a boat somewhere in the world, uh, and you had said the, uh, the three-letter uh, alphabet agency of uh, the United States was out looking for you. Obviously, they uh, they haven't found you yet, so we hope that continues. Well, they they actually they got to the Dominican Republic before us. We just narrowly escaped being sent back to America. Uh, we were arrested as soon as he pulled into port, so they were there before us. Um, and they said, "You've got to go back to America." <laughs> do you do you relate at no, all to no, Kim dot com? No, no process. I'm sorry. Oh, do you do you relate at all to the story of Kim.com, the the famous uh, German programmer who did uh, mega upload and things like that? Kim is a Times friend of mine. He he worked with me uh, four years ago on when I was at MGT. Yeah. We've kind of fallen out over the past four years, but yeah, I'm, I'm very close to Kim. Okay. Um, any thoughts on uh, Edward Snowden? While we're on the subject of sort of clandestine government operations, or Julian Assange? Yeah, well, I mean, um, you know, we'll, we, would, we will never hear anything else from Julian. You understand this? He's going to be thrown into a deep, dark prison so that he will be basically silenced. Um, why? Because the American government wants him. And when the government wants someone bad enough, they get the end of story. Uh, uh, Snowden, um, I think Edward did the, the right thing. Um, he was going to Ecuador and passed through Russia, uh, where he was collected. And I, I, I'm not sure what his current status is in Russia, whether he is monitored constantly. I'm sure he is. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah but uh, my advice would have been to him. He was in Hong Kong, by the way, and wanted to get to Ecuador, uh, where he could have lived freely. Um, but he, he chose a flight through Russia. I would have stayed in Hong Kong, actually. I mean, he could have faded into one of the back alleys of Hong Kong, you know, found a nice uh, uh, Chinese girl. And with his talents, uh, his technical uh, abilities, he could have made a really good living there. That's what I would have done. Yeah. But we all have different uh, methods of dealing with stress. But uh, of the two, I think Edward is probably the, the far more uh, intellectual uh, deep thinker, um, and uh, he um, uh, he organizes his thoughts before they come out of his mouth. Uh, Julian, on the other hand, uh, uh, would have done better with a, a coach, <laughs> a life coach, perhaps. <laughs> but both men uh, are, um, um, I don't know, casualties of the of American system of uh, parentheses or quotes justice and uh as am i well it's interesting that you uh mentioned being sort of uh pursued or hounded by the u.s government because with the uh the sort of ongoing coronavirus pandemic 
it seems as though, I mean, personally, I'm less concerned about the disease itself than uh, it being used as an excuse to institute some sort of a worldwide uh, system of control. Uh, we've had Apple and uh, Google now working on contact tracing, yes. uh, quote unquote. Yes. I'm wondering if you have yes. thoughts about uh, how that's going to play out and if we should be more concerned about the response uh, than the, uh, the virus itself. The virus is not a problem. Do you understand? See, the, the mainstream media has sensationalized the coronavirus way beyond its reality. Let's look at facts. Uh, so far, worldwide, in five months, it has killed 120,000 people or less. Now, that sounds, oh, my God, that's horrific. <laughs> horrific. Yet, um, do you realize that's one person? out of every 50,000 people on this planet. Now, <laughs> anybody in their right mind, if someone said, oh, my God, there's a pandemic, we're all going to die. And I, well, how, what's the percentage of deaths? They go, well, one person out of every 50,000 is going to die. Well, I'm sorry, people. <laughs> Makes no sense to me. Now they go, oh, oh, but it's, it's geometrically uh, escalating. No, it's not. Can anybody please, uh, with a third grade education, look at the day-to-day -day statistics? This is the most linear infection rate I've ever seen. Far less than the flu. And speaking of the flu, so the coronavirus has killed uh, about 120,000 people in five months. How many people do you think the flu has killed in the past five months? Just guess, people. I'm going to give you two seconds. Million. Exactly. 630,000. Um, now, uh, even that at 630,000, six times the, uh, the number of deaths of the coronavirus, it's still insignificant. That's 12 deaths per 100,000 population, which is why we pay no attention. We don't shut ourselves down from the flu. Even at 100 times that, we would not shut ourselves down. Please, people, wake up. So, um, you know there's something else going on here. And then others say, oh, but the death rate is, is 4%. That's utter bullshit, people. Utter bullshit. Yes, if you count the number of confirmed infections and the number of deaths, oh, yes, it's 4%. But less than 1% of the human population has been tested. So, you've got to take that rate of de uh, that uh, death rate um, and subtract and divide it by a hundred at least, in which case you get a death rate far less than the flu. People, you are being uh, led by the nose to slaughter. Now, what's actually happened? Okay, so we have an, an absolutely insignificant number of deaths. We have a massive number of laws, regulations, emergency measures, our freedoms being taken away. We are locked in our homes under martial law. That, people, is the problem. Now, who's doing, who's behind this? I don't have a clue. I'm just a, I'm just a math major who can add and subtract. And I'm telling you, coronavirus itself is not a problem. Now, Trump is going, well... Two million people projected could have died. Well, who, who projected that? They sure as heck were not looking <laughs> at the rate of infection. <laughs> anyway, that's my opinion, people, and for what it's worth. By the way, when I say things like this, 
I become the most unpopular man on the planet. And one, one final point. Do you people realize 95% of all the deaths are people over 70? Well, I'm in that group, and I'm not afraid. It's people over 70. And you realize that the teenagers, there's only one death of a teenager so far, and that is suspect. One infant, allegedly, and the rest are old, dying people. If you're between the ages of 15 and 50, if you get it, you might experience no symptoms at all. At the very worst, you're going to experience flu-like symptoms, and in two weeks, you're up and about. And, and please. And so people go, oh, I'm so afraid. What if I go out? I go, how old are you? 30? It's impossible for you to die from this. Do you understand? <laughs> I'm sorry for laughing. People are dying, and I feel for the families who've lost that loved one. But do you understand 60 million people a year die in this world? I feel sorry for all 60 million people's families. But people, <laughs> let's get some scale here. The meat is going, oh, my God, 3,000 people died in America today. <laughs> Why don't you look at the uh, traffic accidents and deaths? <laughs> Please, people, get some get some uh, sanity about this. Do you think that cryptocurrency is a viable uh, response to this sort of clampdown? I mean, my issue with cryptocurrency uh, in this particular situation is that I literally don't have anything that I can spend it on. Uh, everything is... Uh, Everything is shut down by fiat. Uh, every small business is being either bankrupted or uh, nationalized. Um, you know, once you're what covering you, your... You, let me ask you something. What can you spend fiat currency on? I mean, if you're in a lockdown country, the only thing you can buy is food or medical care. Jesus. Uh, does it, is it much different? And by the way, you can buy a lot of stuff. But Amazon, oddly... And even in shutdown countries, how do they manage this? I don't fucking know. Uh, we'll deliver shit. It's late, maybe two to three weeks for an overnight, but it comes. You can buy food, with crypto, houses, cars, bulletproof vests, clothes, shoes, um, tennis rackets, anything on the web. Look it up. Just Google uh, purchases of, of you know items for sale. Uh, that I can buy with crypto, and you'll get 10,000 uh, 10, different web pages. So you're, you're, you're not exactly correct on that, but in, in lockdown, who cares? I can buy his food now. There were rumors that the, uh, the government, whoever that is really these days, uh, was um, trying to push a digital currency. I don't know if you heard anything about that, given your background. Of course, sir. this is my business. <laughs> Not government. Of course. Yes, they have to. They have to to survive. Because crypto in the private sector, things like Monero, privacy coin, uh, my, dis my truly distributed uh, and decentralized exchange um, are going to take their tax revenues away. So they're, they're pushing their own crypto. And that's going to be far worse than just fiat. Because every penny that you make and every penny that you spend is going to be instantly logged, monitored, and controlled.
if that's what you want, then good. No, you don't have to use it. Even if they mandate it, you must use our currency. You can go, well, okay, I, I will, but then don't. Use Monero, use a privacy coin, distributed exchange. And uh, we have things called stable coins now. My preference is DAI or SAI, which never vary more than 1% from the U.S. dollar. If you don't like the dollar, you can get, you can get stable coins based on anything. I think there's one based on the price of marijuana. I mean, please. <laughs> <laughs> so, so no, the crypto is here to stay. The question is, is, are we going to have the courage to use it, the privacy coins, when they become outlawed, which they will, I promise you, they will become outlawed. But then uh, marijuana uh, was outlawed in America for 75 years. Yeah, I don't think it stopped anybody from smoking it. The uh, the CEO of Coinbase, uh, Brian Thompson, uh, I think in response to maybe one of your comments about um, currencies like Monero being outlawed, uh, he did say that uh, privacy coins and non-custodial wallets will eventually go mainstream, just as private messaging apps such as WhatsApp, iMessage, and Signal have. Um, do you do you think he's he's wrong that they will go mainstream? Yes, he's totally wrong. He's, okay. he's, he's a young man. I'm 74. I've seen a lot. I promise you they will be outlawed. Listen, last year, the United States government put out an RFP, if you don't know what that is, request for proposal, um, for companies that could provide a means for breaking Monero's um, privacy. Now, it can't be done, I promise you. But they're, they're panning. So if they, what they'll say is, listen, privacy coins are used by criminals. And the underground, uh, they have to well, be banned. solar solar dollar bills. Yeah, well, but see, they, the they, will not, they, they, they will not add that to the comment. You know right, that, right? Right, of course, <laughs> of course. Do you foresee the rise of some kind of biometric Patriot Act as as an inevitable consequence of the coronavirus reaction? Yes, and worse, people look at what's passed already in this. Uh, $2 trillion package, which Congress passed through in about 30 seconds, um, includes provisions for the FBI to scoop your ass up and keep you indefinitely uh, without a court order, providing there's an emergency. Well, who gets to say <laughs> if it's an emergency? I mean, this, this coronavirus certainly is not and yet has been declared so. So, no, you, I mean, yes, you're absolutely right. Um, we're going to see uh, a level of 1984 not dreamed of by George Orwell. And, and do you think that the NSA, you, you wrote an article um, a couple of years ago for Business Insider, um, and you said that the NSA had penetrated Juniper Networks. Um, do you think that the NSA and other bodies in the U.S. government will leverage their existing backdoors to try and track those who might start to foment any kind of uh, resistance to these measures? They're, they're already doing it. Look at me. Who do you think? How do you think they got to the Dominican Republic? Like, when we left Cuba, Cuba called us Janice and I in. Janice is here with me, right, looking at me. Called us in um, and said the United States government, uh, has uh, unofficially requested that we return it because there's no official channel between the two uh, in exchange for concessions. Uh, 
He said, uh, we said no. However, uh, Mr. and Mrs. McAfee, um, you must leave our country within 72 hours. You are now a problem for us. And we left. Uh, we, actually, it, it, we were on our yacht with our staff. And so it, it took us, I don't know, uh, 51 hours to prepare and get and leave. And they came you know, twice a day. Mr. McAfee, are you sure uh, you'll be gone in 36 hours? And the last time they came, I said, listen, if I have to swim to Haiti, I will be gone. Um, so we left four and a half days at sea. We didn't tell anybody where we were going. Nobody. When we arrived in the Dominican Republic, soldiers were waiting for us on the dock. Um, and we were arrested immediately. And they said, Mr. McAfee, you have to go back to America, <laughs> which is illegal internationally. I said, I didn't come from America. I came from Cuba. If you, if you want to legally send me somewhere, send me back to Cuba. Of course, they would have shot us in Cuba. Um, and they said, no, you have to go back to America. So they didn't care. Uh, I managed to hire two lawyers. And four days later, uh, the lawyers managed to win. And uh, they asked where we wanted to go. I said, England. Uh, on the way to England, because here's what we've been doing. In the Bahamas, when we first got there, we were sunning ourselves on the beach, taking films, and I was thumbing my nose up at America, saying, yeah, come and get me. I knew they would illegally. They couldn't legally because Bahamas does not have an income tax, and therefore, it's not a crime <laughs> not to pay it. Um, and um, But they, they came illegally. They bribed the um, commissioner of police. Uh, to arrest us on bogus charges, anything, didn't care, spitting on the sidewalk would have been sufficient, uh, so that once in jail, the government of the Bahamas could then declare us undesirables and ship us wherever they wanted, legally. Uh, we heard about that six hours before they came to us, and we were on our way to Cuba by then. So, no, I mean... <laughs> I speak out on national and international stages saying, if you don't want to pay taxes in your country, if you think it's illegal or unconstitutional, here's how you do it. Privacy coins and distributed exchanges. And I lay out in detail how not to pay taxes. Um, well, the, the IRS uh, simply um, had a breakdown over those statements. So, yes, they're... Listen, the CIA, the NSA, the FBI, they are as corrupt as any other element of the U.S. government. I mean, people, power corrupts, it does. And if you don't believe me, just live long enough, you'll see it. And absolute power corrupts, absolutely. The CIA in America has absolute power. So when we left the Dominican Republic, as I said, Janice and I go, listen, we can't be thumbing our nose up at these people anymore. Uh, we have to hide, and we've been hiding since July. What do you, you think of um, Facebook's Libra coin? Do you think that that's an attempt by uh, <laughs> certain <sorry>. actors <laughs> to capture the crypto coin market uh, somewhat maliciously? It's Facebook's attempt to know everything about everybody. Um, listen, I. You know, I've, I've ranted and raved about it when they first put the white paper on. I said, please read the white paper. 
they're asking you to let them into every aspect of your life, every penny that you spend, to uh, to whom and for what, and every penny that you make. Can you imagine the power Facebook would have? They already know who your friends are, what you say, what your political opinions are. Now the very private aspects of your life are in their control. I mean, I would not use, I would, I'd drive a nail to my foot before I would accept Libra. Well, even their uh, their WhatsApp, uh, which they acquired, uh, the messaging service is supposedly an an end to end encrypted tool, which is based upon the Signal protocol, which is somewhat open source and respected in the privacy community. But asking you, the expert on antivirus software and cybersecurity issues, do you have any encrypted tools that you would recommend to people that are somewhat reliable as opposed to something like uh, WhatsApp, which has been accused of being uh, compromised? It doesn't matter. Uh, listen, I, I've 10 years ago, as soon as uh, Android and Apple and uh, every mobile device um, had the uh, facilities to allow applications to access your camera, your your microphone, your contacts, your emails, and everything else, um, there is no more man. See, encryption began 40 years ago as a means of preventing the man in the middle attack. That's what it's called. Someone listening to your communications, you know, either at the phone company, tapping your phone line, whatever. There is no more man in the middle, people. The, the spying on you happens from your phone before you even send anything. There, there are no uh, phones that are not compromised. Not if you've ever visited Pornhub or some other unpopular thing. And I know that maybe one or two people in the world have visited Pornhub. And for those people, you have been compromised, people. You don't have security because as you're typing in before it's encrypted, they're watching. Do you understand? And on the receiving end, as it's displayed on your screen, they're reading. No, encryption is worthless. I don't use any encrypted app. Why? Because I have a greater chance of typing something on Skype um, and it being not read, even though it's not encrypted, than I do on uh, WhatsApp or Signal. Um, why? Because they're watching. They think, oh, you're trying to encrypt your stuff. You're trying to hide something. So, no, encryption is worthless. You are being sold a bill of goods, just like you're being sold a bill of goods by the government about the coronavirus being the end of the world. Any thoughts on this uh company software program that's very much like Skype, and we were actually considering using it for today's call, but Zoom has blown up uh, since this coronavirus hit because it's supposedly better than Skype at video conferencing. I haven't really seen any oh, difference. It's way better than Skype at video conferencing. Okay, the quality uh, it, may be... Uh, same security, same security. Right, and that, that's what I wanted to get to because the Guardian, the UK newspaper, for whatever it's worth, it was saying that it is a privacy disaster, and uh, people are calling it malware. Absolutely. Do you have any comments on on Zoom? It's like any other thing. It's like it's like Signal. Signal, every, everything you do on Signal, if 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 the CIA or hacker wants to read it, they're gonna they're going to socially engineer something where you download. Mm -hmm. 
or access or open something, and you're now had. They're reading it before it's encrypted and after it's decrypted. So on your phone. Um, so no, it's no different than anything. If you think we have security people in any way, shape, or form, then you need to move out of your mother's basement and smell the coffee because we don't have any privacy and security. Listen, everything you do is watched. 99% of the data that's watched is on your smartphones, which have all been compromised. If you've had your phone for more than a couple of weeks and you have ever visited a questionable website like Pornhub or Xhamster or you name it, um, you infected people. And there's no way around it. Antivirus software can't help you. They're too sophisticated for detection. No, you've got to understand that to survive in this new world, the only thing you can use is disinformation. That's how Janice and I survive. Now, my Twitter account, you know, we post pictures all the time. Like we were in, we were in Munich last year. Um, and we posted pictures of Munich, but not until a month later. Mm -hmm. And then we said, we're here in Munich. That's the only way we can survive is by passing disinformation. Now, we were really in Munich. Those pictures were valid in the videos. But the timing was not. As to where we are now, um, one of the things we cannot have is smartphones. Not ever again. If we had a smartphone, they would pick us up in 30 seconds. So we don't have them. We instead use the internet for communications. And on the internet, now we're in my, my world. Um, and in terms of what I say, what I look like, what we're doing, yes, the CIA, the NSA, hackers, they can find that out. I don't care. They cannot find out where I am. We don't use devices with, with location on them. And we, we use uh, VPNs, not these $79 things that you download <laughs> from Google like Nord. Uh, no, we have some serious VPNs that cross multiple countries through hard lines. We cannot be found. Um, that is the only thing, the only piece of privacy you have left people is your location. But if you have a smartphone, well, your location <laughs> is also known. But then everything else, what you do, what you say, trust me, there is no privacy. Now, I'm John McAfee. I'm not some random lunatic. Well, I'm a lunatic, and perhaps I'm random. Uh, but when it comes to security, I started the computer security industry some 40 years ago i know what i'm talking about people you lost your privacy 10 years ago there is none so why don't i use uh, whatsapp why bother <laughs> i use skype which is open and everybody can hear what i'm doing and hack into it or zoom which everybody can hack into who cares doesn't matter even though they cannot break the WhatsApp encryption or the signal encryption, doesn't matter. No one's listening. There is no man in the middle anymore. Your phone is what's giving you away. 
So you people need to understand, get used to the reality of your world. If you're having a, a conversation with your lover and someone wants to listen to it, they're going to, no matter what you use, WhatsApp signal, they're going to listen to it. They don't need to break signals encryption. <laughs> they just need to send you an email saying, uh, click here, download this, whatever. Trust me, you will. You click here or download that, and it's over for you. Well, we're, we're right about up our, on our time. I wanted to give our last uh, host um, a chance to ask you a question. Nick, if you have anything, um, please go ahead, and then I have a closing thought. If you're there. Uh, yeah, no, I covered a lot of what questions I would have had. I suppose uh, I would just ask uh, Mr. McAfee, what do you expect in the next five to ten years uh, with respect to the United States government and the continuing? Yeah. You know, I, I, I long ago <laughs> uh, stopped pretending that I have a crystal ball. I don't. Technology is, is exploding in an ever-expanding rate. Uh, you cannot predict where that's going. Uh, our government is, is uh, increasingly corrupt and overburdened at an increasingly alarming rate. I have no clue. It's going to depend on you, people. Uh, how smart are you? Are you one of those uh, people who would actually vote for someone who spends millions of dollars to get a job paying a few hundred thousand. I mean, my parents and my father and grandfather told me if it doesn't add up, it doesn't add up. And that doesn't add up people. Then they say, Oh, well, the president doesn't do it. It's somebody else doing it for him. Well, who cares who's paying it? <laughs> someone is paying money to put this person in that seat. Are you going to vote for that person? Yes, you do. We need to get back people to the time when this country began and George Washington, our first president, had to be dragged, kicking and screaming into that office. I mean, good God, he was the general in command of the Continental Army. There was no there was no more powerful job back then. And he suffered and and he slept in ditches and froze and and yet he did his job. He didn't want it. He said, hey, I want to retire. I'm an old man. People let me fish on the Potomac. And I understand back then <laughs> the fishing on the Potomac was outrageously good. So, no. But here's the problem. They shamed him. They shamed him. Thomas Jefferson sat down and said, listen, <laughs> George, uh, who, if not you? Ben? Ben Franklin? All he does is drink and chase skirts. Yes, he's brilliant. But, but you want that as a present? How about me? I can't find my goddamn glasses, George. I am not a manager and certainly not a president. John Hancock? Yes. What a beautiful signature. But that's about all the man had and some common sense. George is nobody but you. We need that now. Don't you understand? People, why would you elect a person who would pay money? to get that job. I mean, don't you see the insanity of that? So it's you people that are responsible for this madness. Your dalliance, your laziness, your letting other people think for you, 
This is the problem. Wake the fuck up. That's my advice. I hope that answers your question. East of Omaha, you can listen to the engine moaning out his one note song. You can think about the woman or the girl you knew the night before. But your thoughts will soon be wandering the way they always do. When you're riding 16 hours and there's nothing much to do And you don't feel much like riding You just wish the trip was through mm. See, here I am On the road again There I am Up on the stage here I go, playing star again. There I go, turn the page. Well, you walk into a restaurant, strung out from the road. You feel the eyes upon you As you're shaking off the cold You pretend it doesn't bother you But you just want to explode Most times you can't hear them talk Other times you can't All the same old cliches Is that a woman or a man? And you always seem outnumbered You don't dare make a stand Here I am On the road again There I am Up on the stage Here I go Playing star again there I go, turn the page Out there in the spotlight, you're a million miles away Every ounce of energy, you try to give away as the sweat pulls out your body Like the music that you play Later in the evening As you lie awake in bed With the echoes from the amplifiers Ringing in your head You smoke the day's last cigarette Remembering what she said Ah, here I am On the road again There I am 
on the stage Here I go Playing the star again There I go Turn the page 